You know I was married, right? This is a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this was a mistake. I'm Josh. I'm Shelby. I'm Martha Ellen. Today, we're joined by a very talented musician, Connor McCollum. Hey, guys. (laughs) Welcome, Connor. What's up? (laughs) Welcome. We're glad to have you here. It's good to be here. Good discussion so far. Yeah, so, so far, lots of nice discussions. Um, why don't you <laughs> uh, start by telling us who you are, what you do, what you do for work, fun, music, whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, my name's Connor McCollum. People who are really close to me call me Con, so I'm giving you all the know. opportunity to, to be let into that now. Um. I am a musician. It's uh, unfortunately not my career at this point. It's not how I make money. I am a software consultant mm. during the day. Oh. Um, we don't have to go into that, though, because I don't want y'all to lose followers <laughs> on social media or <laughs> but anything. But what do you do, though? <clears throat> um, so I work for a company called SAP, and I, I just really, it's it's super boring. It's... Mm-hmm. um. So there's like software and we sell it and then I go consult the customer. Teach them how, how to use it. it okay. And like That's how fun. we use it and incorporate it and everything. Um, it's a good job. I get to travel a lot for it. Cool. Go to some cool places. Um, for fun, I play music and watch Catfish yeah. um, and Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... That's pretty much, I went to Auburn. I graduated from Auburn University last year. Everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be like the first musician to get a college degree and then like work a career job. Cool. And also be a musician. You're doing it. It's really hard. I understand now why no one does it. So <laughs> <laughs> So what'd you study at Auburn? I studied quantitative economics and math. That sounds oh. so, so boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so in order to avoid losing more followers, we're not going to talk about <laughs> any of that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was super boring. It was one of those things that I took an econ class, and I was I got like a 100 in the class, and I was like, how can I make college really easy for me? And it turns out not every econ class is the as easy as your entry-level microeconomics class. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that three years in uh college at auburn i would be wondering if i'm gonna fail out or not so but i, I made it everyone so. probably has that moment oh, i yeah, think so yeah yeah i definitely did a couple times school's hard <laughs> <laughs> but we made it <laughs> well where are you originally from uh, i'm from birmingham so really? i was uh i was born at saint vincent so i was like born right nice. there um so it, it's cool to come back it, Birmingham was one of those cities I never thought I would come back to but when I was leaving it there was nothing going on yeah. it was like we had the McWayne Center oh yeah mm-hmm. which is awesome don't get me wrong like an IMAX is bumping but <laughs> when I was leaving to go to Auburn I was like I'm never going back there then they started getting all the breweries and like loft show and like all this really cool stuff <laughs> and quick plug uh <laughs> and when I got back here I was like, I might do this for a little while. And it's been great. I love Birmingham. So Yeah, it's become a really cool place. I experienced the same thing because I left, went to college, moved to a couple of different cities, and then eight years later came back. And yes, I'm old. (laughs) 
and uh it's like a whole new place like there was so much stuff i I felt like i was in like a new city because i was like wow this is actually Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) and it's like i don't know i feel like we've talked about this before but it's small enough to where you can actually like get to know people and it's like it has this really cool small town feel to it where you can get to know people who are opening a new coffee shop or a restaurant or something Mm -hmm. and know the story behind it and their vision for it and it makes you more excited to go support it and yeah i feel like that's something that's i don't think it's unique to birmingham but i think it's unique that we have found our way into that which is exciting so i agree tell us like about your music kind of like what inspires you how long have you been playing music um you have a new ep yes i do but yeah what inspires me uh well i started playing music when i was i mean my parents got me like a children's guitar when i was probably two or three years old and uh i think if they could go back and undo that they would (laughs) because they knew (laughs) how much it would take over my life um but uh I think I'm really inspired by the people around me. Um, a lot of my songs aren't autobiographical. Um, a lot of them are about close friends or what they're experiencing. Or like if a friend goes through a breakup, it's so much easier for me to write about their experience mm-hmm. than if I go through a breakup to write about it. Interesting. Um, so a lot of it is the people around me, what I see. Um, sometimes I'll go out and just watch people and I'll try and write songs off of it. Uh, but I've got this release um, that came out, uh, and it's, uh, it's actually called con. Uh, so it's, it's an EP. So the shortened version of my name would be con mm. and like the shortened version of like an album would go from Connor to con. So, yeah. um, but it's a lot about, uh, it's a lot about regret. It's a lot about, um, it's a lot about like mistakes I've made, honestly, not like, not just for mm-hmm. the podcast. It's a lot about cool. a lot of the mistakes that I've made and a, a lot of the things that, um, you know, not necessarily I could go back and change, but, but go back and, uh, like live those moments again, maybe, or, um, kind of allow someone else to live what I lived, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, but we've got a release party or we had a release party <laughs> and it was nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the cops got called. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> then they joined the party. Yeah, they joined the party. <laughs> it was nice. Frank Ocean showed up. Actually. Oh, man. Um, huge inspiration for me. Um, he showed up, and uh, I, I didn't even play a set. He just got up there and started playing uh, Blonde, and uh, it was perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that happens. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, speak it into existence. Wait. Yeah. That EP you recorded to tape? Tell yeah, us about so that process. We, uh, a friend of mine's got a reel-to-reel tape recorder. It's a, it's a box about two or three feet high, and it's like 180 pounds. It's so cool. heavy. And, uh, you know, there's so much. A lot of the album, too, is about how saturated music is now. Mm. And when we were telling about our pet peeves, I should have said this, but, you know, you go on social media, and there's a thousand musicians, like, promoting their music through ads or whatever. And it's like a dude wearing a cowboy hat in his bedroom playing like country road take me home like (laughs) and like that's awesome and like that's his outlet and everything but there's there's a million musicians now and they're all recording using like digital using logic or using pro tools and getting their music it's so easy to get your music into stores now and it's it's just hard to 
be, you know, I'm not trying to make money off of music, but it's hard just to get people to listen to your music because there's so many people doing it. Uh, And so we really wanted to do something different. So we recorded it on reel to reel tape. We brought in tapes for it. And um, if you don't know anything about tape, it's we're doing this take. And if you mess up, like that's it, that's it. Um, We could lose tape or we got to record over that part in the tape. Um, So it was really challenging, um, especially doing vocals. I'm I'm not the most on-key singer in the world, um, but not there's no auto-tune or anything. It's just whatever the sound in the room was. Um, It was a really cool process, but it was was very challenging, especially working. Um, I was averaging like 60, 70 hours of work. like with my career job and then I would come home and record on tape, which is like the most frustrating thing. Oh my gosh. I cannot and, uh, imagine. Yeah. yeah. I think I lost 11 pounds Whoa. through the, through the time of just recording the album. Uh, but it was worth it for sure. And I'm starting to gain that weight back slowly, <laughs> so, which I don't have much of it to lose obviously, but, um, what yeah. a cool journey though. Like, I don't know. You're talking about kind of what the EP is and like mistakes and like, I don't know. Music is such an emotional thing. Just like being able to write it out and to, I think it's cool how you're empathetic enough to like write about other people's experiences and kind of take that on and like be able to interpret that into music. But I think that it's almost fitting that the recording of the album was probably just as much of a, not a struggle because it came out to be okay, Mm -hmm. but it had its difficulties just like anything in life does. And how fitting is that with even kind of the thoughts behind the album too. So it's exciting and it's cool that you did do something that is kind of stands out from everyone else because I know that with any form of art, that's what everyone wants. They want to be recognized and they want their music, their art to be seen by everybody and to be noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, to stand out. That's the whole thing too is, um, you know, obviously since money is, since music isn't about making money for me, um, and you know, I have my career job over mm-hmm. here and I have mm-hmm. music over here. Um, it's, I think it's easier to, to not write about yourself cause I don't yeah. feel like I have to capitalize off yeah. of it, you know? That's good. Um, and, uh, I'm actually something, uh, I've decided to do for this release. I've never done is all the stream revenue I get from it is actually, I'm going to donate it. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I have a lot of friends that are artists and I know y'all do too, but there's so many artists who struggle with things, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, honestly like depression and like not like paying bills, like making paycheck to paycheck and, uh, and so many different things. Um, and relationships and just honestly surviving, like being an artist is really hard um, in today's world, I think. Um, but also, uh, I, I decided that, you know, if I'm doing music, if it's anything to promote me, it's, I've, I've missed it completely. Um, so I decided to donate all the stream revenue. I picked the brain and behavior research foundation. Nice. So really excited about that. Um, been emailing them this week. Um, which obviously with stream revenue, you don't, I don't know if y'all know, you don't, you don't get like a whole lot from it, Yeah. but I just figured whatever was earned off of it would go to them. Cool. Um, and they're a foundation that caters to mental illness, um, uh, of all different kinds like schizophrenia, mm-hmm. bipolar, mm-hmm. depression, um, suicide prevention, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, that was like a late, I always knew 
going into this EP that I wanted it to be for something greater than myself, even though the album name is named off me. Like I wanted it to be something that had nothing to do with me uh, and be about everyone else. Cause, uh, it not being my source of income allowed it allowed me to do that, you know? Yeah. So that's really cool. I love yeah. that. I love that foundation. We actually did our charity show. With <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, really? the loft show did yeah. a charity show a couple months back and wow. all our proceeds went to them too. <laughs> so good choice. Yeah. They're great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I'm excited then. So like we talked about, you have like kind of two, you have like your career and you have like your musical side. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because a lot of people that we have talked to, I mean, they are like full-time artists or like that is the point in which they want to get to. Yeah. Is that like a dream of yours? Yeah. Um, honestly, I know music's supposed to be a part of my life and like, obviously the dream would be to be a full-time musician. That's my income. That's what I do 24 yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a software consultant the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. Um, <laughs> uh, that's obviously the dream. Um, but at the same time, um, n- trying to be as least selfish as possible. Like I, I really want to have a family. And, uh, like that's something that's like mm-hmm. a dream for me is like having a family. Uh, and so like being a musician now may not be the best way to, I feel like I can have a career job and be a musician right mm-hmm. now in my life and not sacrifice yeah. my music career yeah. or sacrifice like providing for a family one yeah. day or whatever. So, well, it's cool that you're thinking about that, like so many future things right now and you're learning how to find the balance between the two because mm-hmm. I think with anyone who has a kind of creative intuition, like they, that's how they get fulfilled in a lot of ways. And so if you're finding fulfillment in the amount that you're putting into your music now, and you're also able to be financially stable and not depend on that passion to provide that for you. There's a lot of wisdom in that a lot. And I don't think that everyone, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the other way of like full force putting everything into your art. I mean, Hey, that's what I'm doing. But, um, the security, mm-hmm. it brings a lot to it. And if you can find the balance between, you know, working and also pursuing a huge passion of yours, right. More power to you. <laughs> so, it's really hard. And maybe, <laughs> I mean, you know, like maybe the scales will kind of tip, you know, mm-hmm. throughout your life and opportunities will always arise. But if you're following both, pursuing both and doesn't look like much can go wrong right (laughs) now but we don't know what the future holds no i appreciate that for this ep are you thinking of doing like weekend tours or are you thinking of supporting it in any way or i have a few friends going on tour that i won't name right now just in case they want to keep that a secret um this fall yeah um and i've thought about joining them for parts of it or for legs of it um and, uh, you know, I think being a guy who's in a career, a lot of my musician friends are hesitant to ask me mm-hmm. to go on tour mm-hmm. with them just because they know that there's a lot more obstacles for me to go through, um, yeah. to be able to take off work for that period of time. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I've been mainly focused on the album at this point. Yeah. Um, and then once it's out there and, uh, we have, you know, the traction and everything, um, then I'm, I'm actually going to start booking again and, and I, I might do weekend tours. Um, so I have a few friends in Athens and a few different cities around. I've thought about, 
um, kind of getting some small things together. So yeah. cool. definitely be playing shows again after the, the album's out there. So nice. nice. Well, do you have, um, does anything come to mind where you, maybe you did have that moment where you're like, should I go full force in my career? Should I go full force in <laughs> music? And a moment where you did ask yourself, like, was this a mistake, at least in your professional life? And I'm sure that there are many mistakes in your personal life, oh, but let's focus on the yeah. professional at the moment. <laughs> there was, I, this is actually this, I think the second time I've told this story ever because I so, I blocked it out of my mind Ooh, so well. So it's a good one. It was, <laughs> it was one of those things that like you laugh at, but it's so hard to, you feel so bad about laughing at it. Um, but I was, I was finishing up at Auburn and, uh, I was studying, I was in super hard major in economics and I was writing my thesis and it was, um, my last semester of college and I had already taken my thesis class once and failed it. So I, like I have to take it and graduate like, or I'm losing money. So I'm kind of, it's a really stressful semester. I didn't play hardly any music. Um, I actually took all my music off streaming services. I like, I like totally just focused. Um, and then, a, this friend of mine asked me, she's a dance teacher in Auburn and she teaches for like a dance company in Auburn. And she asked me, she said, Hey, we're doing this really cool thing in April at the end of the semester where we have the girls do their recital and everything, but we're going to have you play live music for one of the songs. Mm. And I was like, that's so cool. That's something I've never done before. It's super unique way to use my music, super unique way to like for me to become a better artist is having to be on time and like having to be on time. So the dancers can be on yeah. time. And there was all these things that I was like, that's a really cool opportunity. I'm going to go for it. And so I didn't practice at all because it's one song. It's one song and I have the semester to prepare for it. And, um, so it's like February, January, February when she asked me and we're coming up on April and it's like finals time. It's like getting close to the end Mm -hmm. of school. I have like rough draft for my thesis due. And, uh, I realized, Oh, the recital that's, that's this week. So I need to practice this song. And it's this five for fighting song, which if you know my music at all, does not fit at all. Like this is, this is the last song you should ask me to sing, but she really wanted it. And it's like this really sweet song. And, uh, I was like, I can see like, you know, middle school girls like dancing to this song. And so I practice it and I'm just really having a hard time with it for some reason, but I I practice it and I'm just like, this doesn't sound like five for fighting. This is, it sounds like me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I practice my heart out. Uh, we get to the recital and I'm dressed up and I'm on stage with the girls while they're, while they're doing this. So I'm like in the middle and there's girls dancing around me while oh. I play the song. Wow. Well, probably, you know, I was thinking like dance recital, it's gonna be like in a gymnasium. There's gonna be like 30 parents there, like a few kids, you know, younger brothers and sisters. There was like a packed house, of probably like 1500 people. Oh, oh, shoot. And this is in the Auburn high school auditorium. And I was like, this is, this is bad. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. And I get up there and it's probably 10 minutes before I'm supposed to go on. And I'm, I'm not freaking out, but I'm like, do I know this song? Like, do do I know it? And I, I don't have a choice. Like I got to know it. And I I went up master. I was like, can I have a music stand just to have the lyrics? Like I could go print them out. She's like, you're going on like 10 minutes. I was like, I could run to the library and print these lyrics out. And so then I'm not freaking out because I, you know, I never forget lyrics. I never forget 
chords. I never, this is it's just totally uncharacteristic. Um, but right before I'm about to go out there, this little, uh, it was a little boy or little girl walks out on stage and they give them the mic and they say, this is a song that is for my little brother who passed away oh, no. this past year from cancer. Oh, no. oh my, she didn't tell and you. And all of a sudden I went from, <laughs> oh shit to uh, this is, I'm not doing this. And, um, so I go out there and I'm like, this is bad. This is really bad. This is, <laughs> this is really bad. Well, on stage and it's silent and there's a light on me and I start playing the song and the, I can hear the girls start coming dancing behind me. And it's, the song is, uh, verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, basically. And then like an outro. And so, uh, I do the first verse and, um, it's, it's dynamite. Do the first <laughs> verse and I'm like, we're, we're good. We're coming up on the second verse. And, uh, I missed, I missed the time to come in on the, on the song with the lyrics. And I realized this and then I panicked and I thought it was the third verse lyrics. Oh no. And then all of a sudden I've gone like a measure without singing anything. (laughs) And then I forgot, I just went blank and I just went, I went dark. And so I'm playing the chords and there's no lyrics and the girls were dancing based off of, they were doing lyrical cues. Oh, no. And so now the dance is messed up and I can tell cause the girls are like, kind of like looking around and they're just trying to keep out. going. And I'm like, this is, this is a nightmare. And so I keep, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out. And then I, I'm like, let me just, we'll come back in on the chorus, go back in on the chorus and measure early. And oh, I'm like, no. No, this is the worst. And then, so we go to the chorus and then I just jumped to the outro cause I'm panicking. So I jumped to the end of the song <laughs> oh, and so then the girls, girls are still dancing, dancing and, like- and my song's over. So I just keep playing the chords and I'm like, can y'all please just turn around? <laughs> and I was like, this is awful. And then it ends and there's no finality to the song. And there's like a hesitant, like, <laughs> you know clap and i'm like i totally messed up the song about a kid who died from cancer and so then i'm like this is this is awful i go off stage and i go to the girl who who said she's the dance teacher and i was like this is not characteristic of me i swear to god and she said i don't really want to talk to you right now (gasps) and at this point and they were paying me for this event i believe and so i felt even worse i was like there there was an expectation and like i totally dropped it so then I, I walk off stage and I'm like calling my friends like, y'all got to come get me. This is bad. And this mom comes out in the hallway and this mom starts walking towards me. And I'm like, this is this is even worse. This mom comes up to me and say, you know, our entire family is here from Wisconsin. And I was like, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that actually. No. And uh, she was like, do you, do you know the ABCs? Do you can are you are you in school? Do you, you do you go to school? Cheating? And I was like, I go to I go to Auburn. And she was like you couldn't have fooled me. Okay. How do you forget the lyrics to that song? Like you totally messed up like my sweetie's dance. And my I was like, sweet. this dance mom's got to get out of my face. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about to lose it. And so then her family's like waiting on her and her husband like welcomes her back. And like, they just all kind of look at me and I'm like, this is a nightmare. And so, um, I, uh, I just walk out the back door. I go to my car, I'm starting it up. And then I get in my car and I realize I left my guitar in there no. oh, and so i go all the way 
to the back door where I walked out, it's locked. No. Oh. So I have to go in through the front. Oh, no. <laughs> and I go Walk in through the front everybody? and it's ending. So everyone's walking no. out. <laughs> and I'm walking back in against this wave of people and you. go and pick up my guitar <gasps> and just get out of there. And I leave and it's over. And I just, I go back to my place and my roommates were there. And they're like, how'd it go, man? And I was like, I told them the story and they had to hold back cackling laughter. Because it, it was it was definitely a moment. It was like, I don't deserve music. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve it. Like, it, it's been too good to me. And I like dropped oh, it. Um, but it was it was a really bad situation. I'll never do anything like that again. And uh, they ended up being super nice about it. Like, she was, she the next day was like, it's totally fine. I don't think anyone noticed. Super nice of her. Super <laughs> nice of her to say that. I only sang a verse and a chorus. Super short song. Uh, you heard the critics. There was about two minutes and forty five seconds of just acoustic guitar playing chords. So um, that was definitely a moment where I was like, I think music might not be for me. Um, but I recovered from that. And did y'all not obviously. have like a, a practice? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Well, we had a dance rehearsal and we went. We didn't have enough time, so we went through like the first half of the song. And I, I didn't know the stakes. I was just like, well, you know, I right, thought there'd be thought, 30 people like, there. In a gym with yeah, we're people. chilling. Yeah. I'm playing, you know, five for fighting over here. And uh, <laughs> then when the stage was set, that's when I, it really got serious really oh, quickly. Geez. So that was like my professional mistake. And it, it definitely, it was a lot of mistakes that were made in a, a sequence. <laughs> that lady um, who didn't let you print out the lyrics, it's her fault. Yeah, well, they could have waited 15 minutes to go on stage <laughs> for you to print out the lyrics. It was, uh, it was a nightmare. I, I think that's the second time I've only told that story. <laughs> You'll so. never have to tell it again because now it's recorded. <laughs> yeah, no, so like, dude, what happened? Yeah. Um, go listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you redeemed yourself because for those of you who don't know, which no one knows. <laughs> Connor played the guitar for Justin and I's engagement, and he did amazing. It was awesome. So that I was messed up too. I forgot the lyrics there too. <laughs> he did <laughs> not totally sing. <laughs> he pay, played Spanish he was supposed to sing ballads, the whole time. and they were amazing. <laughs> I was supposed to sing the whole time, and I forgot <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> Sorry, Shelby. In his defense, it was Spanish music. So. Yeah. <laughs> he said he doesn't forget English words. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry for that extremely public mistake that you made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not really a secret. <laughs> There's a lot of families in Auburn still probably pretty upset mm. by it. But Any other noteworthy, memorable? I have a personal mistake. Let's do it. Let's you hear do it. A personal one. Yeah. This is a Go lot more it. lighthearted. It's a lot more okay. fun too. It's a great story. Good. Um, you kind of brought us down a bit. <laughs> yeah. I got to, I got to come down off of that. Like I'm starting to get like a little warm <laughs> thinking about <laughs> this. Hands? Oh, God. I mean, it's okay. Oh Your man. Party. It was almost like, you know, when they tell you if you're nervous on stage, imagine everyone in the crowd with their underwear on. It yeah. was almost I like I just literally had idea. underwear on and everyone was looking at me. Oh, um, personal mistake, uh, which it, it's, you know, looking at hindsight, it's like, that was definitely not a mistake. But in the moment yeah. it was like, I made a, I made a mistake. Um, I used to go to Nashville every Christmas break with this group of like 10 or 15 guys. That's fine. Um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. We would, you know, usually catch like new years or like right after finals, we would go and just like gallivant the town and go to concerts or whatever. And, uh, the last year we went, um, one of my favorite bands of all time was playing, uh, Bahamas and, oh, uh, a huge Bahamas guy 
uh, AFI, huge influence uh, on me and guitar playing. And uh, I really wanted to see them. But when I checked the tickets, there was like, there was, it was totally, there was tons of tickets left. And I thought, man, I'll just get one at the door. Like, I'll just get one when I get there. And uh, I didn't want to buy it online because I didn't know if we were going to be able to make it. And then, so we get to the War Memorial, which is this huge venue in uh, downtown Nashville, and they're sold out. Mm. And I was so upset. Like, my friends were like, who's Bahamas? Like, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, you don't understand. Like, I got to see AFI live tonight or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. <laughs> and uh, so then we were all kind of hanging out. And w- one of the girls in the group was like, hey, there's a window open up there. Maybe we could like, oh, no. you know, just jokingly be yeah. like, we should sneak in, guys. And then I had this moment with God where I was like, God, I'm going in that window. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to climb, I'm going to scale the wall and get into this building. And, uh, I didn't, Did God answer I shut you? down, you know, I went tunnel vision, you know, I was like a horse with the blinders on I understand that. and I went and climbed this like 13 foot tall oh. fence, jumped over and then I landed and then the windows up there. And then I was like. I know what I have to do now. <laughs> so I climb up this wall. It had like these little handholds in between the bricks that were like, perfect. it was like an inch. It was perfect. Like my foot could fit in there. It was great. Climb up there, um, which is the Tennessee War Memorial, pretty high security location. <laughs> um, but I climb in through the window and I like land after jumping through the window and into this room. And I'm in the green room of backstage. <laughs> nice. I'm in backstage and I look straight ahead and there's the stage. There's like probably 30 feet and there's the stage and there's Afi playing music. He's out there. And I'm like, I didn't think this far ahead. I didn't think I was going to make it this far. I'm in the green room now. I'm wearing like a, I was thinking I was wearing a Preds jersey. I definitely don't belong in this room. And then, so I see all their phones plugged in, like the band's phones. Uh And I'm like, I could take selfies. Like there's, there's so much I can do. And uh, I look at the stage and I was like, how do I get out of here? Like, I couldn't find, like, the way to get out of this area. Like, it was like I was locked to the stage. Like, you have to go through the stage. And I was like, do I stage dive? (laughs) Like, my first thought was, am I going to have to stage dive to get, get like, out of here? Uh, And I was like, I can't. This is Bahamas. Like, this is the most. There's, like, a bunch of, like, college girls on the front row. Like, they're not going to catch me. (laughs) And uh, while I'm thinking about this, someone comes up behind me and puts me in, like, a sleeper headlock and I I think I like fainted for a second because I was so upset and nervous and thought it was over and my friend Steven had climbed in the window behind me and waited and done that my god I peed a little like I peed a little like there was there was definitely some dribble and uh then I was like Steven we can't we can't stay here like it was eerily like no security back there because I guess they just didn't expect and so we watched like one or two songs and I was like, Steven, this is a great story. I love Bahamas, but we got to get out of here. And so we're, we walk like through this, like what looks like a closet door and we go down these stairs and there's these two ladies walking up and they're looking at us like, what in the world are y'all doing back here? And so we're just like, uh, how are y'all? You know, good evening. You know, act like we belong and we walk out and then there's this door and we walk out the door and we're outside. We're out. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. And so we walk out and our friends are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, what happened? Like Connor just leapt. He like just ran away. And then all of a sudden he's gone and he's backstage. What is this? And so then we're all talking and we're being super loud right outside this door. And these two ladies walk out and they said, you and you pointed at me and my friend. They were like, she was like, you have like 15 seconds. 
And I was like, to what? You know? And then I see this silhouette of a man coming down the stairs. I could see through the glass, the silhouette of a very large figure coming down. (laughs) And if y'all have ever seen Robin big, big from Robin big was basically coming down the stairs. (laughs) And he, he slammed open that outside door and me and Steven were like gone in a second. And so that was definitely a mistake in the, in the moment because I didn't think about the escape plan, but it was, it, it made for a good story. And uh, I've tweeted Afy like 30 times and told him that I did this, hoping he would be like, that's so quirky and uh-huh, cool, uh-huh. but he's never said anything about it. Uh, so he's really probably just really creeped out that a grown man has gone through as much trouble to you know, <laughs> see him. But Well, next you know. time you tweet him, just tweet him the link to the podcast. Yeah. Afy, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Uh, he their manager is somebody that I've like talked to to try to get them to play. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> That's so wild. Dang. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah, let me know if that works out. Of course. Yeah. We'll have you open. Don't yeah. play. <laughs> Don't play. <laughs> Your face. You were like. Don't play. Oh my gosh. How would I tell him? Just be like, I was in the, I was next to your phone. <laughs> You should have really? taken a selfie. Then he would have really believed you. There was a, there was like all the band's phones Why plugged into this charging not? station, I, the, which I guess was the band's phones, right? Like if yeah. it was green, I would, would assume taking a would, selfie on all of them just to you be, be safe. like check out <laughs> con music, yeah. releasing an album in four years. Go listen to it. to leave evidence of who they should arrest for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. for breaking and entering. You got anything to plug? Um, stream con EP three. It's out. It's out. All the money goes to the Brandon Behavior Foundation, um, supporting uh, awareness and promoting research for mental illness. Cool. Um, so go stream it. Uh, book me to play a show. Yeah. Um, how would they do that? How would they do that? Email, Instagram. You could call me. Call you me. could you Instagram. I have a beeper, call so me, I'll me. have to call you, you back. But uh, Instagram, or I have an email too. I think it's. I don't use it. It's con music management. Someone else uses it, but I don't, I, I don't know. What's I don't think I've ever. Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Instagram handle is con, C-O-N, underscore music. All right. Well, Thanks we really appreciate being you being on Thank here. Thank you all for having me. This yeah. was, this yeah, was yeah, a this lot of fun. fun. Did you enjoy sitting on the bed? I really did. This is really you comfortable. so and comfy. Like, this light over here. Like, I'm, I'm just going to turn it back on because of how fun it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but thank you all for having me. I love yeah. the podcast. I'm a big fan myself. Good. So. Good. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> all right. Well, bye. 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 So long. This is a mistake. Uh-uh. Do you hang out in store bathrooms for 30 minutes? <laughs> now, the one, the one I'm like... <laughs> That's taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's a mistake.